0: You're listening to South Florida Sunday. We thank you for joining us, and we want to thank uh, our next guest, Rudy Morgan. Rudy is here with us on South Florida Sunday to talk to us this morning about the National Prostate Cancer Registry. Welcome to South Florida Sunday, Rudy.
1: Uh, thank you, Ron. It's a pleasure to join you.
0: Well, we appreciate you being on. If you would, give us a little background uh, on you and uh, what brought you to your participation in National Prostate Cancer Registry before we get into uh, some pretty startling facts and figures that we we need to share with listeners. No question.
1: Well, I am currently the executive director of the Georgia Prostate Cancer Coalition. Uh, it's an organization here in Georgia that's dedicated to, for the prevention and the death of prostate cancer. Um, Our mission is involved in education and awareness and try to prevent the effects of end-stage prostate cancer. Um, We work very closely with many, many partners. Uh, One of our partners is the Clark Atlanta University Center for Cancer Research and Therapeutic Development that has a prostate cancer registry that we'll get into uh, later on. (laughs) I am a prostate cancer survivor. I was diagnosed in 2009. Uh, incidentally, my brother uh, was diagnosed at the same time in Cleveland, Ohio. And the, the message here is there is a hereditary aspect to this disease, and it's clearly important um, for men and families uh, to know their history because, like my case, being diagnosed, and in one city, and my brother being diagnosed in another city at the same time clearly shows that there's a strong family history. As a matter of fact, the, the statistics for that is one in three, and I know that we'll get into some statistics uh, later on. Um, but I am passionate about trying to get men to get screened early in the process. Prostate cancer is one of these diseases that, if caught early, clearly has tremendous, tremendous success. Like me, my case, I was diagnosed in 2009 and caught early. I had my prostate uh, uh, gland removed robotically by a physician who probably played Nintendo uh, when he was a kid. Uh, Certainly you wanted to have somebody that knows how to work a joystick. Uh, But clearly, my brother, who chose a second uh, different option, uh, we both had great, great outcomes. Now. And, and that's the importance of this registry um, that at the Cancer Research, um, Clark Atlanta University Center for Cancer Research and Therapeutic Development, the registry is designed to collect information about survivors. And our group at the Georgia Prostate Cancer Coalition is working very closely uh, to try to get more survivors to complete this anonymous registry. Um, and so for your listeners, it's really important if they know of a survivor, if they're not a survivor themselves, self, uh, we'd like to ask them to go to this registry so that we can begin to collect information about one's experience. Just like I shared with you some of the things with me uh, and what was going with with me, this is the kind of information that can be collected, analyzed, and then be put back out so that they can help other survivors.
0: Well, now walk us through the process a little bit. Is it a, is it a relatively easy, uh, 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 short, time-consuming uh, uh, process when, when folks share their information? Well, you know,
1: that, that, that's, that, that's interesting, uh, and I, I, I want to answer that question a, a little longer. Mm-hmm. You know, when we think about what happens with young men and young women, um, when, they, when they get to the point where they're seeing a pediatrician, pediatrician and then something happens, a young woman she sees, at a certain age she sees a different physician mm-hmm. that doesn't happen with men what a told gets screened at age 40 so the prevention is missing from the psyche of men while it's inherently built in to women mm-hmm. going to do the preventive things mm-hmm. for women's health we need to be focused on those kinds of things so so what does it involve it involves a simple blood test Um, you know, 8 to 10 cc's that's run, uh, There's a test called the Prostate-Specific Antigen Test. What we encourage men at age 40 to get that blood drawn, but also for the first exam is to have what we call a digital rectal exam, because it's important for the physician on that first exam to document Mm. how that prostate gland feels. What we're encouraging men to do is you know, once you get those results back, that PSA test, is to ask your doctor, what is the number? You don't want to know, you don't want to hear the doctor say it's normal. You Mm -hmm. want to remember that number. Mm -hmm. So when you go back the next year, you can do a comparison Mm -hmm. of what your number was the year before to what it is today. And if you see a significant increase then it's important to go back to the primary care doctor. Actually, they will probably pick that up and call you back. Um, but it's important to begin to discuss, hey, doc, what does this mean? What's the next thing? Now, a elevated PSA does not necessarily mean that you have prostate cancer. It means that there's something going on that requires you to seek some medical advice. Um, but again, this is the kind of disease that's treated early. As I mentioned before, when we think about Women having mammograms and pap spheres, you know for guys that just stick up their arm and have their blood drawn, um, as I tell people all the time it's easier to screen for this disease mm-hmm. than to treat this
0: disease exactly now well let's uh let's talk a little bit about some figures. How prevalent is prostate cancer in men?
1: well, you know prostate cancer is one of these uh, diseases um, Um, that as we get older, um, the likelihood of prostate cancer occurring uh, is is pretty high. As a matter of fact, one in nine men will develop prostate cancer in their lifetime if they live long enough. Um, For the African-American population, the the statistics are a little different. Uh, One in five African-American men will be diagnosed with prostate cancer. And much like what I talked about earlier with myself, when there's a strong family history and that's across racial lines one in three uh, men will be diagnosed with prostate cancer and again it's important to have that family discussion and know about your medical history again that's sort of what this survey will do again the more information we can glean about survivors the better off we are in terms of later on understanding what goes on with survivors so that we can help other men. And especially here as we kick off Men's Health Month, here in June, uh, it's really important for men to focus on men's health. And we need to get those women behind the men to get them to do the preventive kinds of things because this a disease, as I mentioned earlier, if caught early, uh, has great, great success rate in the 90%, high 90% success rate,
0: so the key is early detection, and the key to early detection is screening. Correct. 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 Now, let's talk, no question. let's talk a little bit about the registry. Let's say I am a cancer survivor, and I want to share my information on the registry. Where would I go online? And talk, tell us a little bit about what I'll be required to do.
1: Okay, the, the registry, which can be reached at pcregistry.cau.edu, is an online process that takes, you know, 20 to 30 minutes to complete. Mm-hmm. Uh, we ask that if you start the survey, we really like you to complete the, the survey. But basically what the survey will do is really help uh, prostate cancers, survivors, uh, give us data and provide a univore, a unified voice so that we can clearly understand the challenges facing, you know, all survivors. And again, the more data the researchers can obtain, uh, the more we can learn about this disease and clearly lead to better treatment outcomes, protocols, guidelines, all of those kinds of things. Because um, right now, as I mentioned earlier, there they are about... 3 million survivors uh, you know from this disease and this disease affects close to 300,000 men every year
0: startling figures when you think those that many people are affected but yet on the other hand the the survival rate uh, as you mentioned with early detection is very impressive
1: the, the, there's no question and you know in, in my instance um, you know, I, I had a slight increase, uh, in my PSA. Um, I didn't think it was significant, um, uh, nor did my primary care doctor, but her caution was, let me refer you to a urologist, just, you know, just check it out. And the urologist said to me, look, Mr. Morgan, you know, the only way we can diagnose prostate cancer is by doing a biopsy. And thank God I had the biopsy done mm-hmm. and it came back, um, very low-grade cancer, but I didn't hesitate to have it removed because I know that by having it removed, at least in my hand, instance, that I'd have a better outcome as opposed to having that cancer lie dormant there uh, for months and months and months. On the other hand, my brother, same thing. Uh, He decided uh, a different procedure rather than have it surgically removed. He had seed implants. But if you think about what I just said, you know, I had robotic surgery. My brother had seed implants. Mm-hmm. This is the kind of data that is really would be crucial uh, with the registry. It's capturing what experience did you have, what experience did the other gentleman have, and how can we learn mm-hmm. from the data, gleaned from those experiences so that we can help others.
0: If you don't mind my asking you mentioned there was a family history was is that was a result of that you and your brother both were already involved in regular screenings and that's what led to well, the early detection no
1: no I, I have a healthcare background uh a healthcare administration background mm. and uh, and what happened was I was diagnosed in 09 and our brother was diagnosed in 09 we got together at Christmas time and I said I just been diagnosed with prostate cancer and he said I have too mm-hmm. and I said oh really and then we start to talk, and we realize that our father, who died of liver cancer, always complained about some neurological issues. Uh-huh. So he was the kind of guy that didn't get any kind of health care. He just, you know, didn't really take care of himself. Uh huh. So you know, that
0: and that was kind of uh, I, that was kind of a mindset in in that generation too.
1: That's correct.
0: There was a bit of a that's distrust of the medical.
1: didn't share. Right. I mean, I, I, I tell these stories all the time. How often do people go to funerals, and then they say, well, uh, Uncle John died. Well, what did he die of? And people <laughs> say, well, I don't know. And again, nobody is sharing that important information. Mm-hmm. And again, that's the kind of information, and again, having gone through this registry, again, that's the kind of information that's going to help us by collecting what's What's your experience, survivor? Um, so that, again, we can begin to collect this information and do some, some comparative analysis.
0: Now, how long have you been collecting data with the National Prostate Cancer Registry? Uh,
1: this registry has been in effect for about three to four years, mm-hmm. if I'm not mistaken.
0: Now, I don't want to put... Uh, I don't want to put you on the spot, but have you, have you found some patterns? Have you made some new discoveries in this short amount of time thanks to the registry well, that you could share with our listeners? In,
1: in, in terms of full disclosure,
0: mm-hmm.
1: I happen to be one of the gentlemen that's helping promote the registry. Mm-hmm. There have been published papers uh, put out by the principals involved in the registry mm-hmm. um, that have some very interesting data. And their findings, uh, uh, one of the topics is Enabling Resource for Treatment Decisions in Prostate Cancer Survivors. Hmm. Another uh, paper that was published was Getting to Know uh, Cancer Survivors, um, findings from the Prostate Cancer Registry. So wow. the data is starting to come in.
0: That's impressive. Um, and Yeah.
1: So, so that's the kind of stuff that gets published. So Now, again, these have been poster presentations. Uh, but soon, I would imagine, again, I, I'm not the, the, the researcher itself, uh, I'm sure that they will be publishing appropriate pa- uh, papers um, so that the entire cancer, prostate cancer community can know what's going on with some of the data that they've been able to collect.
0: Well, that's great to know that in this short period of time that you're already uh, sharing data with folks and it's already being put to good use. So uh, that's awesome. So congratulations on that. Dr. Rudy Morgan, thank you for being on with us and talking to us about the National Prostate Cancer Registry. Um, We want to urge folks who are listening, survivors, to go on the registry and share their their backstory, their history, and uh, give us that information where they can go on to the website and share that information. Again, that's
1: a completely anonymous survey. It mm-hmm. can be reached at edu. I thank you, Ron.
0: Well, I thank you. Anything that we didn't cover? I, I, I feel like we've just kind of scratched the surface of, of, a, of a huge okay. topic. We could probably talk for hours, but is there anything particularly important that you want to share before we wrap up?
1: No, The the key is early detection.
0: That's it. All right. Well, thank you so much for speaking with us this morning.
1: Thank you.